0: It's our first Sunday of the year, the first Sunday of every year. We, uh, we like to prophesy, and um, so I've, I've invited uh, about five people to come up and share, five friends, five family members. Um, we all prophesy, and, and, and basically, w- while we're sharing this, this should bear witness to you of what the Holy Spirit is already telling you. You know, God doesn't do anything unless he tells his prophets first. And so he tells his prophets because the prophets speak it out so that it will become from heaven to the earth. And when the words hit the earth's atmosphere, the earth begins to line up with the words of the prophets. Does that make sense? And that's kind of how that goes down. Um so I've invited some people to come up. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, uh, just some things I'm carrying in my heart. And, um, and then I'm going to start inviting them up one by one. So um, if you brought something to write with, um, it would be a good idea to make notes. And also this will be available. Typically we get it posted on the website on, um, on Tuesday. So you can always go back and review. Um, and the way that we set this up, what John was talking about is that the... The first Sunday, we really talk about the prophetic. And and so for your lives, I want you to think about this in terms of what you're going to be doing this year for your lives, for yourself, for your business, for your family. So we should all take time to quiet ourselves before the Lord and really begin to seek him out for this year for yourself. Because every house is built on, on a foundation of the apostolic and the prophetic, meaning the foundation is a heavenly foundation. It means that what God is saying, that's what you lay the foundation in. And then you begin to build on that. What has God said? And then you go do that. It's pretty simple. Okay. And then next week, what we're doing is that we're, we're really hearing God, and then we're putting strategy to what God is saying. And we're like, okay, God, this is what you're saying. Now, we want to ask you the question, how do you want us to do that? How do you want us to proceed in what it is that you're saying? And and hopefully, through a lot of the dreams that you've been getting, I mean, honest, let's be honest, I mean, we're talking about a Gregorian calendar here, which... Um, on God's spectrum, it doesn't really apply, but it does as far as the way that the earth has been set up. But really, we, we are on the Hebrew calendar. And so the beginning of my year started, or our real year, uh, started back in September, October, um, in, the, in the Jewish New Year. And so you can tell um, when it starts because you can tell the things that the Lord is speaking is already coming to pass. And um, and so with that said, I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in um, <clears throat> to what I feel like the Lord is saying. He told me that 2017 is a year of building the temple. Um, many of you heard have heard me um, talking about Zerubbabel's temple and the rebuilding of Zerubbabel's temple. And, and we've been teaching on that um, through, through this past fall. And the last one that I, I taught on was in December. I really encourage you to go back and to listen to those because it has a lot to do with what God is saying for this year. He is really telling us, um, it's time to rebuild the temple. And this is, this is a house. This is, you know, in terms of, of how we live today, you are the temple of God. And, and he's saying that, that, that through the initiation of bringing a Cyrus into the land, and he is going to be in the highest office, and, and we don't have kings and queens anymore, but in terms of the Old Testament, they did have kings, and the king's uh, authority was absolute. There was no question when the king spoke or when the de- the king declared something, it became that in the land. And so the Lord has has brought a Cyrus and and I'm not talking about politics and that's not the purpose of this. But it has been prophesied over him that he was a Cyrus from people that that aren't even believers. You know, the Jewish are prophesying. The Lord has told the Jewish people that he's a Cyrus. Um, you know, you're hearing, I hear even from some secular people that he's a Cyrus because he's a businessman and not even really understanding what it is that, 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 that they're saying. So if the Lord, like I've told you guys, if the Lord is bringing a Cyrus, you know it's time to start building. Now, we as the body of Christ have an opportunity. God is providing us with an opportunity. And here's the opportunity that we're going to now begin building. And it's going to be a building like we've never seen before, which means that the Holy Spirit is on our building meaning that there is a double portion of grace being given to the body of Christ to build like we've never built before, meaning favor, grace, mercy, everything that we're going to need is there. So the atmosphere has been set by God for the body of Christ to advance unlike we have in the past 70 years. It has begun now. You know how you wait and wait and wait and wait and wait? You're like, I need breakthrough, I need breakthrough, I need breakthrough. I'm telling you people, breakthrough has now come. But we have to respond and 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 as we respond rightly, then we will soar and really begin to build in a way that is filled with rest and peace and righteousness. And it's like all of the things that we can more than we could hope or imagine. Ephesians three twenty more than we could hope or imagine this year. This is what we're entering into, and this year is just launching us. This is just going to be the launching, and it's like this is incredible. This is like favor unlike I've ever had. Like door. Door after door after door is opening. Deal after deal after deal is being signed. Job after job after job is being had. I'm telling you, you have entered into an incredible season of the Lord's favor. Now, here's, here's the thing about this, about Zerubbabel. There were two groups, okay? When the Cyrus came along, there was a group of remnant. That mean, And, and I'm going to put that in terms of, of us today. There is a group of sons in the earth, okay? And then there's the group of a religious uh, sector of people. So you have these two different people. There were people in Zerubbabel's uh, temple that said yes when it was time to build. It was a small group, a remnant people. There were only 42,000 that came from Babylon into Jerusalem to build. They said yes to the call. But, you see, the majority of the Jews stayed in Babylon. They stayed in a place of confusion. They didn't answer the call to begin to build according to what the Spirit was saying. So there is an opportunity to build, but you cannot... You cannot stay in the place that God that where you've been. You actually have to move forward and begin to build according to the Spirit because he said, "This type of building will come not by might nor by power, but only by my Spirit." If you try to build according to your own wisdom, you will fail miserably. I'm telling you this I'm 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 speaking to you because that if it's going to be it's going to be according to me has got to go. You can't take that in with you. The sons of God are led by the He is looking for sons to build who are led by the Spirit. And you know how we used to think, well, it's just, here's a good idea. Here's, let's you know, let's see if this will work or that will work or the other thing will work. And we shotgun this thing. The shotgun days are over. We have got to get into, I'm not moving until I have heard. I'm not I'm not doing anything until God has spoken and and I'm just going to sit here and I'm telling you he's going to be on this and if you will be obedient to his voice you will build according to his blueprint because these blueprints are here. All right So he's saying to us, it's time to go into the promised land, the things that I've promised you. And and um, I love Lana Valzer. I was reading this morning um, something she was saying, and she was really confirming a lot of what we were hearing. Um, she said, and I've been saying this over and over, and I'm not even knowing what I'm saying. That's what I love about the prophetic. It's basically the prophetic is like a ticker tape in heaven, and those who are willing to stick their head up in the clouds are going to read what heaven is saying, and then they'll bring it down to the earth. This is not some, this, the days of the superstar prophet are over. You are the superstar prophet. You are God's plan for the earth. It's not these ones or twos, but it's all of us, okay? And so um, the Lord is saying, listen, I want you, I want you to begin to build any. And so I got in John's car. Um, he's got this Bluetooth thing, which is kind of cool. And so I connected my phone to it. And every time I got into the car the other day, um, my phone would connect and it would start playing numbers four, like God was talking, you know? And it's numbers four, numbers four, numbers four. Well, my phone is not on numbers four. My music is not playing. I'm not listening to numbers four. And so I'd change it and think, that's kind of weird. And then i get back into the car, numbers four. I'd change it again. I'd get back into the car, numbers four. And I thought okay, Lord, you're obviously trying to say something. Hello. So anyway, um, it took me back to a dream that I had. Are y'all doing good? All right. Um, When we first were going to start, Lou Engle prophesied that we were going to start a house of prayer and I laughed at him and I thought, (laughs) I thought you were a prophet. Anyway, so I said, yeah, well, we'll pray about that, which meant basically, you know, I don't know. I'll, I'll, no, you know, and so I said, I said a quick prayer. I said, Lord, if you want us to do this, then give us a dream. And that, by the way, is a great prayer. God, give me a dream. Tell me. And, because he's very faithful. Even if you're not a dreamer, I don't care. That prayer works. All right, so uh, the next night, um, I, I had a dream. And I was standing in front of an equipping school. Uh, and it was an equipping city and school in Dallas. And it was called Tanakh. That's T A A N. A C H in the dream. The Lord said the name was short for tabernacle inside. um, There were a couple of girls who were young girls who were sitting on a bench and they were teaching people how to pray. And then they were sending them out. There was a plaque over the door that read, if you teach them to pray, you don't have to tell them how to live. Okay. Numbers four. So the Tanakh is actually a city. It was an Old Testament city. Um, and, and it was given to different tribes, different Levitical tribes, you know, when, when, um, they went into the promised land, you know, everybody got land and they had to give land to the Levites because they didn't, they were, you know, serving in the temple. So, and they didn't have the ability to earn wages. And so they were given land and, And in the city of Tanakh, uh, there was a tribe that were the Kohathites, and they were given this city for their inheritance and for their children, their legacy, whatever. Well, the the beautiful thing about this particular tribe, which, by the way, is is numbers four, um, this particular tribe was responsible for carrying everything in the Holy of Holies to the next place. And so they were commissioned when it was time for the Ark of the Covenant to move and the tabernacle, to move and to follow the cloud by day and the fire by night, these guys would go in and they would pick everything up and they were the forerunners or the remnant that went before everybody and then they would set up house or set up a new building for everybody Else to come and worship. If God is saying Numbers 4, He is saying to me, It's time that the cloud is moving, and you've got to follow the cloud. And it's time to begin to build. And since we are the Kohathites, we're the ones that are in charge of that ministering to the Lord, the house of prayer, um, being people that are people of prayer and intimacy and going before the throne in that boldly going before the throne and hearing what God is saying. Now, a lot of us say to ourselves, you know what, I really haven't made time in my life to have a prayer life. But a lot of us prioritize and we make time for food. I mean, we wouldn't go without food, right? And we wouldn't go without sex for those of you that are married. You know, it's just like, okay, well there, you know, it's like, I've got all of these. We wouldn't go without social media. It's like, whoo, roll out of bed. What's Facebook saying? How many people are liking me today? But, but, I mean, honestly, this is the king of glory. This is the guy who is going to assure your success in the coming days. This is the man that said, if you'll build according to my way, this temple will stand forever and ever, and your legacy in the earth will be guaranteed. Come on. All right. Numbers four. That was fun. Okay. Um, Now, Here's what he told me about the nation, about America. Uh, He reminded me, uh, he said, you are in a season that is going to, that right now, uh, it's a huge transition that's happening in America. And what's happening in America right now is going to affect the nations of the earth, including Israel. And so there, we're in the we're in right now in a time where we've got to be in intercession for the nation of America, for our president, for wisdom, and begin to release wisdom over the Oval Office, over the State Department, over all of the people in the cabinet, because of this huge shift. And the Lord said, "We are in a very similar time." In as it was when Neville Chamberlain was prime minister of the UK right before World War II, and his policy was a policy of appeasement. And so he had been in office, and back then UK was a lot bigger and had a lot more influence than they do today. Sorry for everybody who's from England, but anyway. Um, so So his policy created an environment in the earth where, where the bad guys got to get ahead because appeasement actually doesn't work. It doesn't. But it was a political policy that he had. Well, what happened is that evil began to advance in the earth unchecked. And then the Lord rose up a man named Winston Churchill. This guy was brash. He spoke it the way that it was. Nobody really liked him. He called a spade a spade. But he said, but his policy, his um, international worldwide uh, uh, policy was a policy of advancing freedom and democracy. And he did it through strength. So so the transition from one to the other, because everybody else was just, you know, used to, to the appeasement, which is give them a baby bottle and let them suck on it, you know, but, uh, but but, Cham- uh, but, but, um, Winston Churchill came in and this massive shift took place and everybody wasn't used to that level of strength. And so it caused everything to shake. All of the nations began to shake. And see, that's why it's important right now, church, that we have got to be people of prayer and build according to the spirit so that we can be the answer and the solution to what the world is going to need. Okay. All right. Last thing. Uh We're going to be taking territory, but let me, um, let me really, um, as a, as a house of prophets, let me really encourage you, um, because the way the enemy is going to hit you this year is he's going to hit you in the, in, in carrying the word of God. He's going to try to accuse you and he's going to find little seedlings, um, if you've ever, let's say, practiced, you know how we all practice prophecy, and we're all prophesying according to faith, but let me tell you, even the best prophets in the land get it wrong sometimes. I mean, I have heard um, Sean, um, Sean Bolt talk about this, and how, you know, when he was when he was prophesying, every now and then, you know, he'll miss it. But what the enemy will do is he'll take that one time. You may have gotten it right 99 times, but he'll take that one time, and he'll come and try to accuse you to shut the mouth of the prophet. And I've just, I'm telling you, the enemy does not want you to prophesy and does not want you to succeed. And the way you succeed is through releasing the word of the Lord in your life. And the enemy wants you to... It wants to accuse you and say you're not, you're not a prophet or you prophesy wrongly or whatever. But I'm telling you, you've got to boldly go forth and press through that. Bless, ignore, and, and go forward. Do not listen to the enemy, all right? So, um, okay, I'm going to invite, are y'all good? Yes. Okay, uh, Jeff. Would you come up? Um, I'm going to invite Jeff to come up. Next, Sharon, I want you to come up. Peter, Debbie, and then Mary in that order. Okay? Y'all good?
1: Um, okay, so real quickly, one of the things that the Lord told me was to revisit uh, two of the words that I gave last year. Um, and part of it is just holding myself accountable as, a, as we're prophesying specific things in a specific time frame to uh, to be transparent with where we get it right and where we miss it. Um, And to start off from that place was was one of the first instructions he gave me. So uh, two of the words I gave last year, one of them, I believe that there was going to be revival last year, which they experienced in San Diego, um, but we didn't have it happen here. And I was expecting and desiring, and I still believe that we're going to experience it here. However, I didn't get that part right. And the other was I gave this word about a rodeo, Anybody remember the rodeo buffalo? It was kind of a funny word. Yeah? Okay. So the basic, the, the word was I saw a rodeo and a man on a buffalo and instead of on a bull. And he's riding this buffalo, and then it, it got really high, and it bucked him off, and it lands on him. And I asked the Lord if he would ever ride again, and the Lord said yes, but not in the same way. And afterwards, I was kind of like, I don't know what that means. Um and, but as I kept pressing into it, oh, my gosh, is that more? <laughs> hey, man. Sorry, it's somebody I haven't seen in several years. Um, <laughs> uh, I felt like it was a word for the economy, that it was, uh, we were treating the economy like a bull and trying to ride it like a bull, but that something would happen where there would be a sharp drop, and, in, uh, and it would land on us, and our economy would not be the same. Um, we didn't have any you know, major economic collapse. We did have several highs and several significant lows last year. Um, and there were actually quite a few weird things about buffalo. Um, they found a herd of buffalo in the northeastern United States that they thought was extinct. And as a result of that, Obama tried to change the national animal from the bald eagle to a buffalo um, which he didn't succeed. Yeah. Um, so all that to say that while I still believe that there are some things that are going to happen in our economy, uh, I did, I was asking the Lord specifically for things that were going to happen in 2016 and that didn't happen in 2016. Um, so there I've, I've been transparent with where I got it right, where I got it wrong. And I want to be able to do the same thing, you know, next year of as we get more and more accurate with specific timings of what the Lord is doing. All right, y'all with me? Okay. The first thing I heard for this year is restoring the foundations. That the Lord is, is calling not only um, ministries, businesses, and people back, he's reminding them of the original calling. And restoring the foundation and also our government and our nation, the original calling, what he, the purpose that he, he put it on the planet for. And it's not going to be as easy as we think. That there are some things that have been built on top of these foundations that are going to be hard to remove. That it's going to take a pressing in, it's going to take a labor in the place of prayer, and it's going to, going to require cooperation in order to restore the foundations. And one of the reasons that I that I believe the Lord is restoring the foundations is He is weighing and testing the ministries that He can build upon this year. That that restoring the foundations is the beginning of building. And by the way, I didn't talk to Tracy about any of this building stuff. Um, and I've I've intentionally just I've intentionally not watched social media because everybody and their mother puts their prophetic words out on facebook for the next year so i I just want to hear from what the lord has for us and and for the body um some of the ministries that the lord has used in the past are not going to be ready for what he's going to do because there's a new wine that's coming but they have to pass the test of being restored to the original purpose because some ministries aren't going to be willing to to go back to what he's called them to And I say ministry, but that that also applies to us personally, the calling on our personal lives, the calling on our nation, the calling on our businesses. And even uh, I also heard entrepreneurs, that that there were some entrepreneurs where the Lord had given them specific business uh, ideas that they had pursued, but then because they had more ideas, there was more and more pursuits um, that was actually distracting from the original calling. This is a Luke 5 year of astonishment. I want to explain for a second. So Luke 5, um, Jesus is, he's teaching, the crowds are pressing in, and there's the two boats. And he hops in uh, Peter's boat, who's not yet Peter, and he says, take me out to the water. He finishes his message, and he tells Peter, uh, hey, go into the deep and cast your nets. And Peter looks at him and says, well, we've done this all night long and caught nothing. But okay. And he goes out there and of course they drop their nets and they pull in such a massive catch. They take two boats and afterwards Peter falls at the feet of Jesus. And they're in such astonishment at this catch that they leave everything to follow him. Now, I believe that 2016 was a lot like the fishermen working through the night. It's not that, it's not that fishing through the night was wrong. They were doing what they were supposed to do, but they would never have experienced the astonishment that came when Jesus told them to go into the deep if they hadn't experienced that fruitless labor of the night before. And the astonishment has the purpose of a reckless abandonment unto Christ. That this, this is going to be a year where the Lord might even tell you to do the exact same thing that you've been doing every day previous, but when he says it, there's going to be an astonishment and a release of the promise. And the other thing is to know that the fruitless labor, that, that hard work through the night doing what they were supposed to was not a bad thing. It was positioning their hearts to respond to the miracle. Because if the Lord had just, if they hadn't been fishing prior to that, and he just said, go into the deep and cast your nets, they might have just thought he was this really wise fisherman that was able to find all the fish at the right time. But because they had labored through the night without any fruit, they knew There's no way that this is going to happen. The only way this is happening is a miracle. And it produced so much astonishment in them that they were abandoning everything. Is is Josh in here? Where's Josh Bryson? Is he in the back? Okay. No, he was here, wasn't he? Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to pray for him in a second, because every time as I'm going through this word, I kept hearing Josh Bryson. Um. Part of what the Lord is doing in raising up and building in ministries, I actually saw that there would be a, the beginning of a separation in, in what we call the church. And what I mean by that is there's peop, there are churches that aren't part of the church. You with me? Unbelieving you know, believers, or people that wear the label of Christian but have no belief. I saw that there would be the beginning of a separation and even denominational conflicts. but that the Lord would be raising up his body in this hour. I also saw him raising up forerunners. And specifically, we, somehow we mentioned Sean Boltz already. I actually feel like there's going to be several other people that are going to be moving with a high degree of, of specificity. I can't believe I said that right. Specificity. <laughs> <laughs> and accuracy in the prophetic. That, that the Lord is raising up forerunners to a generation. That there is a coming generation, the nameless, faceless generation that's going to transform the world with a worldwide revival. But first are coming the forerunners. And I, and I saw the Lord raising up the forerunners in this hour, in this year. And I also saw prophetic words coming that, were, that would be distant, um, words that would be 10 years plus down the road, but that it would be important to mark them and not discard them. That, that some of these forerunners that are going to move in the high degree of accuracy are going to have revelation of things that are coming in the future, and that it's important to hold those words in our hearts. I heard the phrase new encounters for old warriors. That there were some of us that, that have been pressing in and fighting for a long time, and we needed that fresh encounter. We needed that new touch from the Lord to, to come back to that original calling, that fervor was being restored. Uh, one, one last thing that doesn't kind of it kind of blends in, but I actually saw the Carolinas. Um <laughs> and I saw a semblance of healing from the, some of the racial divides. That there would be um, a new move that's coming of bringing unity and restoration that would, that would try to come out of the Carolinas. It would be the beginning of something, but at the same time, there was other racial divides across the nation. And, um, but to recognize what the Lord is doing in the restoration in the Carolinas. And that's all I got.
2: That's a tough act to follow. <laughs> I wanted to be first. Um, okay, um, so I'm Sharon, and like Jeff, I don't look at Elijah list. I don't look at Facebook. I hardly ever look at Facebook. And call me. Do not do not message me on Facebook. <laughs> I don't check it. <coughs> I'm not a social media addict yet. So anyhow, I just try to keep keep uh, my mind clear, so it's untainted and. You know, the unadulterated word of God comes forth. Uh, so um, last year, the Lord gave me that was the year of promise for the body of Christ. So I asked the Lord about that. And he said, yeah, he said, the promise came forth. What my people contended for came to pass. And we have a man that is in the White House that is for the body of Christ. And it's for Christianity and it's for Israel. And And last year, there were... Um, it was the beginning of promises being fulfilled, and I know in my my life personally, I had some uh, pretty tremendous breakthroughs. So for this year, I believe again that the promises, like Jeff said, are gonna you're gonna see more and more promises that have been spoken over your life fulfilled. But what I heard so clearly was oh wrong pager um, that 2017 will be a year of the releasing of destinies, destinies that have been locked up, destinies I saw them being uncapped, I saw, um, I saw a releasing of destinies over people and then I also heard um, that there would be many suddenly moments in our lives where there would be just overnight things would change for you. And things that have been unattainable will now be attainable. These things that have been like in a cocoon in your life, I saw them hatching open. And then I saw butterflies being released. And these were the vibrant Christians, those the willing ones, those that have laid down their life. And I saw them being released and coming forth out of darkness and now being displayed for his glory. Um. I also saw mantles coming from heaven, and I said, Lord, are these mantles from saints that have gone before us? You know, I'm like, God, oh, I would like John G. Lakes. Uh, and, and the Lord said, no. He said, these are new mantles because this is a new season. This is a new era for my body. And so the, the mantles I saw were heavier, bigger, and thicker, and so receive your mantle. Um I also heard the Lord say that it was a changing of the guard. And that started last year. Has, we're in that season of changing of the guard. And uh, so some of, you know, the greats have gone on. And the Lord says he's actually kind of backfilling some of those positions. But he's backfilling them with people like Jeff. So I'm like, you took my word, Jeff. Um, he's backfilling them with, with the, the faceless, nameless there's people that you're like, who? What? I've never heard of them before. So that's, those are the things that I saw and I heard. And it's very simple And because I'm a simple person, and God knows he can't give me a big, long word. Um, but just believe. Believe those things that have been spoken over you, that your destiny is coming forth. And it really is for those that say yes, just like Tracy said. Those, not everyone is, is going to walk in their destiny. But, you know, for me and my house, we're going to walk in our destinies. That's what I declare. Yeah. So, Father, I just thank you for every person here and for the destiny and the calling that's on their life. And, Lord, that they would not miss anything and that they would walk in the fullness of their destiny. And we say yes to you and we say yes to the mantles that you're releasing right now. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Man, that was awesome. Wow, you know, just to summarize, I mean, it's, everybody's just like right on it. You know, from Tracy, it's just a flow. But um, in general, I feel 2017, the best way to sum it up is that if you're an unbeliever or you're not in the kingdom of God, you're really not going to enjoy the year 2017. I mean, it really is, uh, Isaiah came and he says, I came to you to announce the year of the Lord's favor, the acceptable time of the Lord. And we're, we've just entered into a year of the Lord's favor. And, and I remember in, in last year at this time, there was you know, one of the prophetic words that I gave that I kept seeing the number 47, as Isaiah 47, that the Lord would be, it'd be a year of exposure, that God was going to expose Babylon and lift up her skirt and expose her nakedness. And we've seen that word begin to come to pass. And I believe even continuing into this year, it's going to be a year of exposure. As Jeff was speaking, there's a lot of things that have been built upon the foundations that are about to be exposed. And so God's going to be, continue that Babylonian exposure. And the, and the, the scripture that God gave me, uh, a key scripture for this year, is uh, Psalm 126, where it says that when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dreamed dreams, and our hearts were filled with laughter. There's a joy and a strength that's been released in the body of Christ and a hope that's been restored to give birth to the things that you've been carrying. And so uh, Psalm 126, when the Lord turned the captivity of Zion, which is what you were speaking about, Tracy, we're coming out of Babylonian captivity. The church has been in a captivity. Even though we're functioning as a body, even though when Israel was in captivity, they were still Israel. They were still God's people. They were still reproducing and, and bearing fruit. But at the same time, when the Lord turned that captivity, they're released to go forth in their destiny. And that's where we are. It's like when when Donald Trump became president, that Cyrus anointing, something shifted in our land. And just like Sharon was talking about, dreams, uh, ideas, business plans, entrepreneurs, inventions, things that have been held up and held back, promises in your life, destinies, suddenly now everything can come forth into this new wineskin. Suddenly the blueprints that you've been giving and the things that you've been pondering in your heart – suddenly makes sense to you. And and last year I prophesied there would be a new sound and a new voice that would rise up in the land. And, I mean, as soon as you heard that voice of authority that's coming through Trump, I mean, God is using him as a prophetic instrument. There's something in the body of Christ that I've really never heard. I've taught on it. I've never really heard anybody say it, but I, I call it prophetic permission. And what it is is that when God's people begin to hear from God and it's so outside the box, like in the church, of what God has always done, it's like it's in your heart and you're thinking, what, there's something wrong with me. Church just isn't fun anymore. Where, I've, where God planted me is not where it, what it used to be like. It's like the pastor that I used to love, suddenly the songs aren't the same. It's like suddenly there's, there's something stirring in me. There must be something wrong with me. Well, then a prophet comes along and he declares the, the, the new thing that God's doing, and suddenly everything makes sense that, hey, you're not crazy. God is calling you out of the kingdom of Saul into the kingdom of David, for example. And so it gives you permission to move out and do what God has been speaking to you all along. Well, that's what Donald Trump is doing. And he suddenly he's confronting that political correctness where suddenly we can now say Merry Christmas and the guy hadn't even taken office yet. I mean, it's just like, and suddenly there's a, there's a boldness in the voice of God's people and, and, and we're realizing what, what used to be, you know, if you speak the truth, it was called hate speech, but now not speaking the truth is not love. And so to speak the truth is love. And so I, what I'm hearing from the Lord is that we're to possess this year. Last year, God was positioning his people in the gates of the city. And it's, it, and that's going to continue. God is, con, is is placing his people in positions of authority because we're to possess the gates of our city. We're to possess the gates of our nation. And so this this year, God is, is placing his people in places of authority where you're going to speak the truth. The, you know, the Bible says that... that uh, um, better an open rebuke than love that is hidden is what it says in proverbs speaking the truth is not not speaking the truth is not love and speaking the truth is love and so a, a nation that does not want to speak the truth God says I'll give them over to strong delusion and right now the delusion that's over our land is going to be lifted as we begin to confront this political correctness and speak the truth even though they don't want to hear it because deep in their hearts they want to hear it and so the so we're we're to bring a word in due season and it's been out of season to speak truth but now things have shifted where it's now a season to speak the truth and your truth will be heard and so even in your families and even in your uh, in your job, in your business, this place where you've, where you've been contending for truth and it was not ears to hear it, suddenly there's an ear to hear the truth that you're carrying. Amen? So things have shifted, and it's a new voice and a new sound. And um, along with that, it's, it's like grace trumps everything in this season. And that's a play on word, but God's great grace is upon his church, and God's great grace is upon you, and his grace over the promises in your life are going to trump every circumstance, every lie of the enemy, everything where you think the enemy has won. I mean, everything that's happened really in our country politically in the last eight years, nothing is going to prosper. Nothing that's been done is going to prosper. I mean, nothing that it looks like where the enemy played his hand, where he's done this, where he's done that, nothing is coming to pass. Nothing that we've worried about, nothing that we fretted over, nothing that we read on social media that the enemy was about to do and doing in our land, it's, none of it is going to bear any fruit. God is, is, is turned everything. This is a great year to be a Christian. It's a great year to be that overcomer group that, that Tracy was talking about. This is the, the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of the Lord's favor. I just want to read um, uh, Isaiah 61, which is where Isaiah came. He said, "I came to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. That's each one of us in here. And they will rebuild, Tracy, the old ruins, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities. I believe any church that's not what Jeff was talking about, there's there's churches that have been building their own kingdoms and building their own churches, and, and people have been blessed there and God's used it for a season, but that season is over. And if you're if you're churches that don't, I hope this gets out, churches that have a, a corporate vision that's not tied to a city movement are going to miss out on what God's doing in this hour, because it is about taking cities, and and the victory that was won in this election is, is it, it set up a victory after victory after victory in our personal lives. And I said, when, like when Esther interceded for her kingdom, it says that on the day that the enemies would have defeated the Jews, the Jews rose up and defeated the enemies. And so great was the victory of the Jews that even those who were not Jews pretended to be Jews because the fear of the Jews fell upon the whole land. And that is where we are. It's like the, the favor of the Lord upon his kingdom. And it's time to arise and shine. The body of Christ, you're going to be called sought out. You're going to be called a, a city not forsaken. Dallas, Texas is a city that's going to be sought out and not forsaken. And, and when Esther went before the king the second day after this great victory, here's what she said. She said, he, she, he said, what is your request today or something like that? And she said, may it be done again tomorrow as it was done yesterday. Maybe again get up and defeat our enemies. And so it's like don't settle for half victories. This is a time where you you go, where you strike the ground and keep on striking it. We must seize the moment as the body of Christ right now. Everything is lined up for us to be victorious, to not be ashamed, but to, I mean, to conquer and conquer boldly. I mean, conquer this thing. I mean, when it says Jezebel, throw her off the roof, I mean, ride furiously and throw her down. I mean, it is, it is... it, it, is, it is just a no-nonsense, like, let's take the land, let's conquer the kingdom, kick her out. And so, don't tolerate that spirit. So, it's a time of uh, when the children of Israel crossed over into the promised land. Remember, remember the angel of the Lord met with Joshua, and he said, are you for us? Or, you know, and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm the captain of the host of the army. The host of heaven is lined up for victory after victory after victory. They messed up after taking Jericho, one city. They messed up in the next city. But that angel was actually there to take every city that God had given them. And so the angel of the Lord is lined up for victory after victory after victory right now. Blueprints that, that uh, someone mentioned earlier, the blueprints from heaven are coming to build according to the Lord's pattern. And it, it's a great day to be building, and worship is the key. When, when, when Nehemiah was building the walls and restoring the, the enemies came as spies, and they came and, and pretended to be Christians. They said, let us build with you, for surely we worship just like you. But Nehemiah, having discernment, said, you can have no part in this, for surely you do not worship. Worship was the key to those that are the builders, because those that are worshipers aren't building their own thing, they're building God's thing. Amen? So God's connecting worship, and what I heard the Lord say is that this year for Dallas, that... Uh, events would take place that would again cause the world to look upon Dallas, Texas. But out of that, the church would rise up with an answer, that the body of Christ in Dallas is going to rise up. And out of Dallas is going to come a new sound and a new voice, but it's also a, a, a new song, And that uh, the music and the sound of worship that comes out of Dallas is going to be something like we've never heard before. It's not going to be Bethel. It's going to be a totally new sound. And I pray and I believe that Storehouse will have a place in that but I believe that there definitely will be a sound out of Dallas that is a new sound of worship that's going to spring up out of this city. Uh, For Israel, I really feel, I think Tracy touched on that, it's a very, we really have to pray for Israel. Uh, There's a lot of shaking going on. God gave me uh, Hosea uh, chapter 11, verses 10 and 11. It says that the Lord would roar from Zion and bring his sons trembling from afar. And I think it names like Lebanon and Jordan and some other cities. So, God, there's a shaking going on in the Middle East, but it's just going to come a new alignment. And, and the same thing that we're seeing in America is going to happen for Israel, that the earth is going to know this year that God rules in the affairs of men. And that, and that even in this election, that's what it's all about. I mean, everybody's looking. No, everybody knows God did this thing. I mean, even the unbelievers. And what happens with Israel next, Whatever the how God delivers them, it's gonna cause Israel to know that God did it. It's gonna cause their enemies to know that God did it. It's gonna cause the whole world to know that God did it. So something is very big for Israel. We gotta pray. Um, but it's 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 an alignment. So Father, I pray today that Lord, that that Lord, what we did last night, I just want to touch on last night for those that weren't here. You know, as a prophetic person, I'm always trying to catch the flow of the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, hey, New Year's Eve, we're gonna prophesy. So I'm just kind of really tuned in, you know. And um, everything was done in worship. I mean, the worship was such a prophetic flow with Roland and all the, the worship team that, I mean, there was just, I mean, I felt like we were inhaling heaven and exhaling the past, last year. I mean, I felt like I had pain in my body last night when I went to bed. I said, Lord, what? You know, cause I kept even during worship, I kept thinking, I'm, I got a word of knowledge for somebody. 'Cause usually when I get pain, it's like for somebody else, you know. And so last night I was laying in bed, and I felt this pain, and the Lord just says, "That's just all the toxicity from the last season just leaving your body." It was just, yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, the the the. It was a very intense year. It was a year of real stretching and real, you know. Uh, uh, I don't remember. I think Sharon may have been talking about how it was just, you know, it, it was like we were doing the right things or maybe Jeff was talking about we fished all night but we didn't catch anything you know (laughs) and so it was like one of those years where it was just very uh, a lot of intense stress and and that produces a toxicity in your in your body and I felt like last night was just a release so if you weren't here last night uh, I don't know how we're going to worship here at the end or how we're going to close it out but we're going to pray for people and God's going to do in you what he did in us last night because it's a it's a refreshing and the hope deferred God is breaking off his people the Bible says that when a dream comes, it's a tree of life. And I'm telling you, God is dealing with the hope deferred, the disappointments, and the discouragement that's been upon God's people. It's been a, a season where I, I've never been pressed in weariness as I was last year. I mean, it was just, I was just getting weary. And, uh, and, and I've, you know, I've got a pretty disciplined life. But, I mean, really, last year I was weary. And so uh, I just really believe, God it's a year of great hope and great expectation. Amen.
4: Yes, the way I call it, we've been sitting on this huge pause button for I don't even know how many years, and I bet there's a lot of people out here that have experienced what we have. Is like we've been looking for change on so many levels of our life for so long, and you do. You get weary. You get discouraged, and like last year, I was one I had a lot of the rewords, and you know, it was like revive, revisit, reestablish, revalue, re- just all kinds of rewords, but it really you know, when you get a word from the Lord, it's so injected in you with the hope and the expectations, so I spent the year, like, looking for all those rewords, and I did see some of them, and I've heard testimonies of people that, you know, really experienced a great release in that way, but I just got to, for one, say, I have struggled with disappointment. I've struggled with just being, you know, desperate for change in my life, and so this year... (laughs) I didn't even feel ready to go to the Lord and get a word. In fact, I didn't even really get this year's word until a couple of days ago. But when He brought it, it did. It's, it's like I don't know how God does it, but it instantly buoys you up and lifts you up in the spirit. And I was just really encouraged. And I'm going to just read it because I'm so afraid I won't say it right the way He He spoke it. Just this clearly, He said, He says, 2017 um, will be a year of great demonstrations of the manifested. Resurrection, life, and power of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I mean, it's just like I was lifted up instantly hearing that. But then it was almost like a, you know, just a ticker tape going through my mind. He started showing me, you watch for this. He said, you were going to hear on the news, local and international, you were going to start hearing reports of people brought back to life like you've never heard before. I saw, I kept seeing situations like terminally ill people, people in car accidents, And he said, listen for this, because this is going to be, you know, the point where you're going to hear resuscitated, revived, and what was the other one? Resurrected. And that we're going to hear it on the news. And I was really excited about that. But then then he goes on to say, this year will mark a year that is going to be the greatest raising of the dead that has ever happened before. (laughs) I was like... I was almost afraid to even come and speak this, because, you know, it's like, you're stepping out in faith any you prophesy. I mean, we're just prophesying by faith. We don't know it until it happens, but, so I just, right away, I just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I just want you to confirm it and affirm it to me. I want to know when these things happen. I want to see it and, you know, know that it was a true word of the Lord, so it, I don't know how he's going to do it, how he's going to noise that abroad, because, I mean, there's lots of stories every year now, people being raised from the dead, and, but if this year supersedes it, I, I just really felt like you said you're going to hear it in the circles you're walking in. You're going to know it even through the people you walk with. So that's exciting. Uh, let's see. Oh, okay. So this is kind of interesting. I had this dream like two weeks ago and in the dream where Pete and I are standing just in the dirt and all of a sudden these five quarters appear. Beautiful, shiny, silver, you know, like brand new minted quarters. And right away, God says to me, you know, what do you think? Or what is this? And I said, well, it's five quarters. And and he started saying grace, grace, grace. And so I thought, yeah, five fives represents grace. But then he said to me, it's out of season. And I, I'm thinking, out of season? What's that mean? <laughs> and, it, it, and only God can do this. But he started showing me, well, four quarters equals a dollar. There's four seasons to a year. There's typically like four quarters in a financial, you know, year. And and so he just started impressing to me, watch for the out of seasons. And then he said, for my out of season is coming, and my out of season will transcend all seasons. And that it was like I've created the four seasons, but I don't, you know, you won't know till we see these things played out. But something, God is going to do something extraordinary that – he's he's been speaking to me about, which has really been bugging me, the weather, because it's like it's hot, and then it's cold, it's hot, and then it's cold, and he said, well, get used to it, because you're going to start seeing more and more of this, and then, so I had that dream, and I didn't know that it was really going to relate to the New Year word, but I'm putting together this uh, gift bag the other day, and I was so frustrated, because all I had was pastels. I'm going. This looks like an Easter bag. <laughs> I can't make it look in season. And again, I hear God saying Easter out of season. And then it started coming like bullets. He said, "You're gonna, you're gonna keep hearing those reports. Blizzards are gonna be happening at the end of March, very out of season." He said, "You're gonna hear things about the crops of fruit being bumper crops when they're not their time of year, and in other places where it ought to be just so fruitful, they're gonna have a meager." He said, just, he just tell me, listen for these things, because it's a signpost to something that's going to happen and transcend in our natural realm, and like I said, I don't know what all that means, but so I'm going to be watching for those things. That was like, um, that all went with the quarters, but uh, in that, he started just talking to me about everything, you know, it's like everything's going to start shifting from norm to being out of place and out of season. And just to know that you're going to start hearing those words a lot, things being out of season, out of line. Um, the other thing he said, he said, um, watch for an unexpected meteor shower. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And then right away, he, I saw Israel. And he said, when you see the unexpected meteor shower, know that that heralds something wonderful that I'm about to do for her, my people, for Israel. And I think I, think I got all of it. sure I don't miss them I think I think that's it but um, the part about uh, the year where you hear the words out of season he said press into me for revelation and understanding because there's going to be meaning to to situations that are going to pop up with that and so we need to be ready for it but anyway Lord I just I just pray I just want to I want to hear and see the confirmations and the affirmations of the Lord upon your words this year, Lord. I thank you that you give us prophetic words to speak and to utter that cause you to move in the earth, God, and create. And we just, as a people, ask, Lord, that we would see these things, that we would know that we know when we see them, and that it would bring great um, just encouragement to our hearts and affirmation confirmation of your word, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Oh. I was like, somebody's
5: yeah, somebody's next. Um, I've just got a couple of popcorn words for the year. Um, I'm Mary Forsyth, if, if you guys don't know me, and um, so I think one of the words came forth in worship this morning when we were singing the song about that uh, sin, how many of you know that sin and the grave want to boast in your life? But the song that we declared today prophetically said that the boast of sin and the grave is going to be silenced. So as we step into this new year, I think I want to stop for just a second. And anyone who's repented for sin, who's had maybe a natural death, maybe there's been a relative that's died in, in in this past year, 2016. And, and that's boasting in your life. Perhaps you've lost someone to, to illness of this last year that you were believing for healing. Or if you've uh, repented for sin, how many of you know that the blood washes that fast? And the thing is, we need to receive the work of the cross to make sure that we step into this new year, just like John was talking about earlier when he was taking up the offering, with a pure heart. And so I, I just want to ask, if there's anyone that needs to appropriate the blood To make sure that that boast of sin in the grave, and let me say this, grave also means disappointments over this last year. I don't know about you all, but I've been very encouraged by the prophetic words coming out about Cyrus and the environment of the nation, but I had a few things that didn't work out in the past year. (laughs) And I need to make sure that I'm stepping into this new year with a solid heart, refreshed, knowing that God wants to make sure that disappointment is not a, a gauge or a compass for my new year. So if that's you, I just want to declare right now that the blood of Jesus is totally silencing the boast of sin and the grave over your life. So just appropriate that. Just receive that right now. Father, I declare that we are a people that will have clean hands and a clean heart because of the blood. Father, I declare that today is a day that each and every one of us Father, those listening by by internet, that we will have such a cleanliness, such a clean heart that we can step forward into 2017 with the empowerment to hold on to fresh promise. For the Lord says today, it 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 is a plan of the enemy to have sin and the grave have voice in your life so that you do not have the fresh power it will take to step into a fresh day. For the Lord says today receive power receive cleanness and a freshness to go forward in Jesus name Um, and and let me say this about to about all these prophetic words the ones you're going to read on the internet the ones that you're going to hear from the Lord remember as prophetic ministers and people that receive prophet uh, prophecies weigh everything right you need to find the shoe that fits you and matches your outfit. Don't go out there just like a bird and go, give me everything every prophet is saying, and I'm going to live in that for 2017. Hello? We, we want to make sure that we are hearing for our lives personally what we need to hear. So weigh. Take your time to weigh the words that you're hearing. Uh, let me say this. The new year is going to have fresh sources of provision. It's the time where Elijah is coming out of the ditch. Elijah was fed by the ravens in the ditch, ditch, which is unusual provision. I mean, here are these ravens that normally eat meat or are delivering Whataburgers to, to Elijah. <laughs> that was totally supernatural. And some of us had a lot of supernatural provision, but I, I believe the Lord has shown me that sources of provision will be changing in this new year. Um, this is a time for fresh alignment for two reasons, for impact and in- Intimacy. And sometimes you have to have fresh alignment, not just away from things that are bad, but you have to have fresh alignment even with things that are good. So I encourage you, ask the Lord. That's why some of you all are feeling frustrated with some relationships, frustrated with some some co-workers that you're going to lunch with when maybe God has a new assignment for you and you've got to start spending time with someone uh, maybe you haven't cultivated the relational equity with. So be open for the leadership of the Holy Spirit, particularly in the arena of relationships. Number four, oh, well, that's the unusual support I talked about in Elijah. Uh, I believe that we're in a time where perception is going to be with ease. I believe many, many people in the body of Christ in this past year had trouble perceiving the Lord. They wanted to be at the high altitudes, yet they were in the in the valleys, and they were having to deal with their character. They were having to deal with their motives. They were having to deal with the way they believed, and yet there were so many people that wanted to be on the top of the mountain and know what God was doing in North America and South America. And oh my gosh, what God? What is God doing in the underground church in China? That was all great. But many of us in the past year, God was so honing some things so specifically in us that if he would have been releasing that that perception to us, we never would have dealt with our stuff. Did anybody deal with some stuff last year? Y'all look familiar. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is I believe we've come a long way, baby. And I believe that perception is going to come with ease as we move into this new year. 17. Uh, is, can be the number of absolute victory. And I want to declare over this house that addiction ends today. Addiction ends on the internet today. I declare that 17 is going to cut those loose threads of some sexual addictions, some chemical addictions, and that this is an hour where addiction totally ends, where there's been a great degree of victory, yet there's been threads of of residue, of some addictions uh, in, in your life. I declare that today, you're going forward with absolute freedom. Family? Family, family, 2017. Figure out what that means for you. Figure out what that means in your nuclear family. Figure out what that means in in your spiritual community. Figure out what that means in your neighborhoods, in your businesses, on your soccer teams. Figure out how is the Lord wanting you not just to be family, but reproduce family everywhere you go. Joy is is the expectation of seeing God's goodness. And I declare that 2017, we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the, le- li- land of the living. And let me just say this. So kill the camera guy. But I declare prophetically that there are no weights holding 2017. That we're going into fullness and we're going in, they can't go up very much higher. But let me tell you, <laughs> I can only do so much with what they give me. Um, I declare that we are in a fullness of time, just like the the other prophetic ministers were saying. And yes, it is due to some of the political realignment in in our nation, but just like the Bible said, in the fullness of time Jesus came, I declare 2017, in the fullness of time the kingdom is coming like you've never seen it before. God bless you.
6: They have some prophetic words for you guys for the house for 2017, so we're going to let them share their words.
2: Well, at Children's Church, I saw a gingerbread house. and It said the word, it just popped up, sweet, but the word sweet, the nice one, not like the eating sweet. No. <laughs> so... um I just saw some more words that said teamwork and, like, work together. And then I saw some gingerbread workers. The Holy Spirit told me that he was very eager to renew our hearts. <laughs> so she she
6: came actually came out of the room and was like, I had a really weird word. I don't know about this. So she told me that. And I really feel like that is where, because I pray and I saw a heart expand really big. And it was gold. And um, the gold started flowing. But then all of a sudden, um, it was us as a house, face-to-face, intimate with Jesus. And that was making the heart just expand. And there was treasure in the heart. It's just flowing out because what's in your heart just flows out. And then I saw people at the shores because we're in the river, and they're just coming from this these hearts just glowing from the gold and, and with Jesus. And um, they were just attracted to this river and to these gold hearts. And it was just easy. It was just easy. They were just coming. And as the people came and stood beside us, we baptized them in the river, and they came up, and they were glowing and translucent. So we bless you guys.
0: All right. So um, I just bless you guys. Let me bless you and release you. Next week we're going to be talking about strategy and what the Lord – We've got some exciting things that the Lord's going to be doing this year. And so I hope to see you um, next week, 1030. Um, well, Father, I just thank you for 2017. We, uh, we just ask that you would give us individually um, what you want for our families. Would you give us time? We just want to take the time to settle apart over the next week and just really seek your face. So, God, would you make a way, would you clear our schedules so that we can hear your voice and hear what the Spirit is saying so that we can have a firm foundation for this year and build according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. God, would you make us sons and daughters and the signature of your name in the earth. And we just, I just bless you in Jesus' name. And I just want to tell you what a privilege it is to run with so many incredible um, sons, so many sharp people in the spirit.
4: It's just a real honor. And John and I love you very much.